Hello everyone, this is Kerwin and we have a very special episode and uh, oh, and also my buddy Christopher. And uh, oh, well, I, 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 I didn't start again. Hello everyone, this is Kerwin with What's Happening in Travel and my buddy Kushro. There we go. And today we have a special guest. His name is Ram Kumar and um, Ram is an aviation geek and I'll give you links to his uh, Instagram uh, on I think it's that airplane guy on Instagram. And um, so Ram and I met in London and we, uh, we'll talk about how we met. But the reason why Ram is on today is because he took an uh, expat flight from, uh, a repatriation flight from London to Chennai. And so Ram, Ram lives in Chennai and um, he is, well, you know what? Let me just have Ram tell you about, about himself. There's so much easier than me bundling it. So Ram. So, um, hi, I'm Ram. I was based in London uh, before this virus started. So um, I was stranded there because of, um, you know, my visa was going to expire. So I was looking for the options to fly back home to get my visa sorted and get back to London. But, you know, coronavirus happened and I was stuck without flights. Okay, so and hold then, on. Hold on a sec. Before you go that far, tell us a little bit about who is Ram Kumar. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm an app geek uh, since forever, but um, I did my masters in the UK. So I I had to shift from my home base of Chennai. So I went there and I and I completed my degree in air transport management, and then I started working as an airline analyst. So aviation is something which has been with me since you know for a long time, and. Um, you know, I have my own blog, which is called That Airplane Guy on Instagram, and pretty much, and yeah. You know. Okay, cool. So, so I met Ram in uh, in London. We went to World Travel Market, and um, he followed me online. And the funny thing about when you, when people follow you online, they know exactly where you are. And Ram was like, "Oh, I see you're in town. Why don't you come to this thing Air Malta is having?" And so Air Malta is launching a new route. And um, so I, I was actually the uh, the forty fifth anniversary of the airline. So, that's right. Thank you. Yeah, I, I like to make stuff up. <laughs> uh-huh. really, so I mean, uh, it would be great if that's not very reassuring, Cohen. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? but it's good though because I now have Kushner and I have Ram to correct me whenever I make up my aviation stuff. So that's really good. Um, so that's kind of the background with Ram and uh, Kusha. Do you have any questions for him before he goes into the into how he? Yes, um, Ram. You said you worked as an airline analyst. Where mm-hmm. was this, and what sort of work did that involve? Um, I was working for like an airline GSA, which is like a general sales agent. Um, we represent okay. clients in the UK. Uh huh. So um, I worked in a couple of accounts. One was Air Malta from Malta and Aerostana from Kazakhstan. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. So it's like a six month, six month kind of like, you know, uh, I, I had to like uh, work for six months for Air Malta, six months for Aerostana, which is, which is quite good. You know, I get to know about the business from two unique airlines coming yeah. from different parts of the world. So yeah. does yeah, Aerostana come to the UK? Yes, uh, they, before this virus started, they used to fly four times a week in winters. And, to Gatwick? Uh, daily. Or? To Heathrow, yeah. To Heathrow, really? Okay. Because yes, yes. they're a wonderful airline. 
They're mm -hmm. really uh, very uh, um, unknown to most of the non-European world, I would say. Yeah. But they're really a very good airline. What, what, so, what equipment did they fly in to get into our Heathrow? Uh, they uh, they recently swapped from a 757 to um, 321 long range. So that's that's a good upgrade, you know, with the new business class seats, the, you know, the, the similar ones which are found in mint in min class in JetBlue. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of similar. So, yeah, it's a 212 staggered configuration, yeah. I believe they've got rid of them. Is that correct? The 75s uh, and the 76s? Yes. And they're standardized uh, on an all Airbus fleet, I believe. Yes. Um, they still have the 76, but uh, no, the 75 okay. still runs. Seven, yes. Um, okay. They have converted into the cargo version of it. So they've removed the economy seats and that's like a temporary measure, but uh, on the longer run, you know, they, they can they can look at it. Now there's a set um, cargo division for Air Astana. So the long-term plan is to convert it into a full freighter. So, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. So um, Ram does take these random flights, and uh, that's actually how I met up with him in, was it San Francisco? Uh, yes, I was on vacation, and I was on the, the flight back to London. And I met you at the lounge, if I'm not wrong. <laughs> yes, it, it was the lounge. And, and it was so weird because um, he was flying out on business and I was flying, I don't know where I was going, but I couldn't go into the lounge because it was the, the Polaris lounge. The Polaris, yeah, the Polaris yeah. lounge. Yeah. And so um, the ladies wouldn't let me in. And I said, well, I just need to go see my friend. He's upstairs. And he, and he was having dinner. And of course, he's taking pictures and showcasing the whole thing. But I had to wait for you to finish, which I, I was like, I'm just going up to say hello. And they wouldn't let me go up and say hello, which is really bizarre. But then we had a chat. I was actually uh, having my meal at the moment. I was into like my dessert course. And uh, that, that's when you messaged me. And then I had to like, you know, rush up with my, uh, you know, my blog. And yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. So Christian, did it's, you have any more questions for him before we go into the repat? Um, how long have you been doing this, Ram? Um, my blog has been around for like um, three and a half years now. And okay. Yeah, yeah. Can you say the so, URL again for your blog, Ram? Sorry? The URL, the website URL for your blog. Oh, the, oh it's that airplane, guys. Just the Instagram page. But um, I'm looking to launch a website very soon. I'm okay. working on it. So... Yeah. All right, that's good. Ram has some keen insights on aviation, so just check him out on Instagram at uh, that airplane guy. But um, so you had to repatriate, and let me just explain to people what repatriation is. So this is something that happens. It's it's out there. It's just it's really used, and it's really used whenever um, people who live in one country, in Ram's case, he's living in in the UK, and uh, for whatever reason they need to go home. In his case, it would be India. And um, so the embassies normally coordinate these flights and they just charter flights from, the, from um, regular airlines. And this one, Ram's gonna tell us about this one. And I, have, I actually have another friend who did a repatch flight. He's in Jamaica and he was in Belgium and it had to go home. So these are not free. Um, you normally have to pay and something you have to pay upfront and other times you have to pay when you get home. Um, but Ram, so tell us, First, why did you have to take a repatriation flight? Couldn't you find a regular flight? Um, I tried looking for regular flights, but uh, 
you know, with the with the cases rising in India, I, I had the feeling that you know regular flights won't start um, till months from now. So from the date when I took the flight, so um, the best option for me is to you know take the repatriation flight organized by the government and not risk being overstaying in a country. Yeah. So, so the reason you had to leave was because your visa was expiring? Yeah, I had to come back to my home country to change it. So uh, there was an option to change uh, in, in the UK, but uh, I chose to you know, visit my parents and spend some time here. You know, okay. I'm, I'm going to be um, here for like a quite long time. So to the <laughs> virus, you know, yeah, probably end of this year, yeah. Gotcha. So how did you find out about the repatriation flight? Um, we actually uh, got an email from the embassy because all, all citizens are registered to the, um, to the nearest uh, mission post. In my case, I got the email from uh, my university. They had an Indian association and um, they kind of like, you know, passed on the information that the government of India is organizing a repatriation program and um, the, the embassy is taking, the high commission is taking a uh, headcount. So I had to fill up an online form and yeah, and the embassy contacted me again for the phase one repatriation. And unfortunately I was on the standby list, couldn't get confirmed on the first two phases. And then I had to be repatriated on the phase three. Okay. And how long ago was this? Uh, this was a month ago, exactly a month ago. So, okay. Yeah. And did you have to pay for it or does the government pay for it? Um, I expected the government to pay for it because, um, you know, they make a ton of money coming in with cargo, taking out cargo. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it was quite pricey. It was like uh, double the price, double the one-way price. Uh, I had to pay about 640 pounds, if I'm not wrong. So that was, uh, that's, that's the average return fare from London to, I mean, London to Chennai, yes. Okay, and that was- And was it a non Sorry, Cohen, I keep interrupting no, you, no, no, go ahead. Okay, for sure. Uh, and that was a one-way fare, right? Yeah, that was a one-way fare. But okay. the good thing is that uh, it was a Y-class booking, so you get the maximum number of you know, miles on the free can fly. Are you a geek? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so the, you do get, you can get miles? On these yeah, technically, yeah, technically these flights were operated under commercial terms. So it's, it's treated as if like these flights are normal commercial flights, but approved by the government of India. So I'm assuming this was Air India and non-stop into Chennai? Uh, no, it was, it, it was a one stop in Delhi because for some reason okay. the government, I mean the Air India team, they decided to have all the flights go through Delhi and Mumbai to wherever okay. they want to go onwards. So, ah, okay. So, so okay. tell us, um, uh, okay. So we're talking about the price was 641 way. And, oh, the miles. So because, um, you were flying on your India, um, yeah. you just used your, 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 did you collect on your India? Or did you collect on another airline? I collected on uh, Singapore Airlines because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm silver status member, silver status member with them, so I might want to get gold soon. So, yeah. <laughs> Why? So you got one to one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and how much in? Uh, well, uh, sorry. Hold on, how one far? Second, in, what he's okay. talking. What he's talking about is um, uh, as as a frequent flyer member, 
Uh, it's a, mm -hmm. uh, Air India is a, a part of the Star Alliance program for Singapore. So yeah. because he was flying on Air India, he had a Singapore Airlines account. He was able to use, get his miles on, on Singapore. Now the relationship between Singapore and Air India, they do different percentages based on the tickets that you bought. So that's why he was saying it was full Y, which means that he got one-to-one. -one. Otherwise, he would have gotten like 25% or 50% or 75% of the points. So just to explain the background of that. Uh, go ahead, Christian. I'm still, I'm still surprised Singapore gave you one-to-one -one because they're normally really stingy with other airline uh, redemptions. It's full Y. So, still, oh, yeah, it's full Y, yeah. Yeah, it's full Y. If it was like N or M or K or something down there, it would be like 25%. Yeah. So how much, how many days or weeks in advance of the flight did you get confirmation or did you have to book? Oh, I had to book online. Uh, I booked it like a, three to four days before the flight. So it oh, was really? like a quick turn. Okay. Yeah, it was like, quick. And, yeah, I had. And do you get your seat assignment? Oh, uh, the online check-in was, um, was disabled for this flight and seat selection is done at backdrop. So, oh, okay. yes. so, so then did you, did they send you a specific link to go book this particular flight or how, what was the booking process like? Oh, the booking process was like, um, there was like a link on the main website, on the main Air India website. And then I go in, I fill up a declaration form and then I get a PDF copy of it. And then the next stage is to go book your flight. It took me like um, an hour and a half to book it because the site was quite slow because so many people were trying to book it. And um, yeah, I managed to get a seat for the, the flight on 15th of June, yeah. Okay. So and I've also was been business. told that, sorry. Yeah, there, there was also business class available. There was about 1,600 pounds, which is like 1,000 pounds more than um, economy. Wow. Yeah. So you, and did you have to pay for bags? Did you have to oh, pay for bag your baggage? Because I've heard that on these flights, baggage is not included. So the airlines are making a little more of a killing on these. Oh, yes. Uh, so the, the, the whole policy is to follow the, uh, the, the baggage allowance given by the ticket. So which is 223 kilo bags, check-in bags. And uh, for the, for the hand, hand baggage, um, they, they discourage people to take uh, two, two pieces. It's just one piece up to 10 kilos so you okay. can either take your laptop bag or your cabin trolley bag yeah okay so what i'm sure you will go into this but what sort of precautions did they take from like entry into heathrow okay so um i on the day of the flight i went to the uh, the airport um, which is heathrow terminal 2 um that's where all the star alliance flights leave so I went there about four, four and a half hours before the flight, so just in case. But I saw a huge line outside. Uh, they were making the, uh, the passengers who were flying on these flights outside the terminal. There's like a lobby area, the ground floor. So, and obviously there was social distancing. So they were letting 10 people at a time to the, to the check-in desk, which is good in a way, but um, they should have informed it earlier. Like, you know, many people were caught by surprise to see a big line outside the terminal. Yeah. That's bizarre. And what time was your flight? Uh, my, my flight left Heathrow about seven, half seven in the evening. Okay. 
Yeah, so, so I arrived at the airport about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Got you. So what was, I mean, apart from the line outside and the 10 people at mm -hmm. check-in, did you actually check in with the person? Could you use a kiosk? How did that work? Oh, um, I went to a physical counter. There was no option to do your backdrop without any, you know, the self-service. Because mm -hmm. uh, they want to check our documents. And because only four categories were allowed to fly into the India. So which is citizen, uh, overseas citizen of India with, uh, with a spouse or a kid who's Indian citizen. And another two categories, the diplomats and UN, uh, UN workers. So these are the four categories which are allowed to fly on these flights. So they had to physically check our documents before issuing boarding passes. So we had to, all the passengers had to go to physical check-in desk and do the backdrop process. Good mm, idea. Yeah. And any tests administered at that time or uh, no? no no, uh, there wasn't any test, but um, after security and when I went to the gate, there was um, an official from Public Health England. Um, he took all the passengers' um, temperatures and then, you know, certified them fit to fly. So those who are above the threshold of like, I'm not sure of the, you know, the fever temperature, but uh, those who are above that are not fit to fly. Was so, there anyone in that category? Do you know? Um, no, because the, the flight was full as the captain announced it when we boarded, when the boarding was complete. So gotcha. I assumed that everyone made it on board. Yeah. So, so what, what, but before we talk about the flight being full, what was security like? Oh, the security was, um, was my smoothest experience at Heathrow because <laughs> it just took me under 10 minutes. So, which is a surprise at Heathrow. So uh, unless if you have like, you know, the, the priority lines, uh, which I don't because they only give it for gold members. Um, so I'm still silver. So I had to use the normal ones every time I get used to eat through. But this time was amazing, efficient service. And I was done within 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did they still check you for liquids and you have to put them in those plastic bags that they give um, you? Yes, but they are a bit less stringent with the, the guidelines because, you know, you got to carry your uh, sanitizer and your other, other equipment, right? So your, your mask and whatever, like, so they, they are not really um, enforcing it hard, but they, they, they do, you know, give you the, the uh, sealable plastic bags to, you know, take it. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah I mean, they're not compromising on safety, but they're quite understanding of the situation. So. Cool. And did and um and this was sorry. And I go saw, ahead. Uh, yeah, and I saw people, um, you know, the Heathrow staff cleaning the the uh these security baskets uh, where you keep your bags every time each person uses it, which is a nice touch. Good. And that is uh, yeah. that that gives a lot of confidence among travelers. But I'm not sure when the demand picks up. You know, it can it's possible <laughs> not, but at least for now, it's 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 a good sign. Yeah. Good. Good. And um, I'm assuming this was a 787 and um, uh, yes. did Air India give you any like face shields, face masks or gloves or anything like that before oh. boarding? Were you required to have oh, them? Yes. Uh, so I'll come to that. So once okay. the temperature has been taken by the, the doctor, um, all the middle seat passengers were given um, full body uh, suits 
which is not PP, you know, it's a full body PPE suit, but it's not hazmat. So it's not the, the full on uh, hazmat suit, but uh, it's just to protect yourself from, you know, because there's no option of social distancing on these flights, right? Because it's going out full. So um, yeah, so, and along with that, um, on the Aerobridge, they, they handed out mask, a whole hygiene kit, which consisted of mask, um, a face shield, Four, four small packs of um, hand sanitizers. And I think there was um, a pack of um, alcoholic wipes to you know, wipe your seat down. So, yeah. Hmm. So these were the, these were the, uh, you know, um, the, the contents of the hygiene kit. Yeah. And I did see a picture of Ram in his, um, with his face mask. It was quite funny. If we have a picture, yeah. we'll, we'll try to show you. Or at least yeah. in your, do you have a link on your Instagram account? Or was it just in your stories? Oh, uh, it, was, it was on my stories, but I can, I can just put in the, I yeah. can share in the chat maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, actually, just send it to me on Instagram and then I'll add it after so people can see yeah. um, what, it, what it was like. Uh, all right, so yeah. you, you you checked in. They gave you all this PPE stuff. You had mm -hmm. social distancing in the in the jetway, right? Yeah, everywhere in the jetway during security and during boarding. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is kind of weird, right? Because you have social distance all on. They're on a flight for like six, seven hours, and there's no social distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because uh, the, the main thing is that you don't get us. You know, in aviation, social distancing is like. Um, it's a very hard term to you know use because uh, it's it can be only enforced when it's possible. So you can't really you know enforce it on board unless if you want to sacrifice some revenues. So exactly. yeah, and and the plus side is that aircrafts are fitted with HEPA filters, uh, high efficiency particulate accumulator. I guess so they kind of like you know filter out all the germs and bacteria, which is hospital grade. Which is I'm. I'm kind of confident flying on an airplane during this pandemic, so. Good, good. Okay, so, yeah, and, and Ram is right about the HEPA filters. Um, they, they do do their jobs and they are in the airplane. So, um, all right, so the person next to you, what kind of PPE mm -hmm. were they wearing? Because you were in the middle seat, right? Yeah, I was in the middle seat with all the, the full body PPE, uh, but uh, they had just the mask and the eye shield. And then the gloves, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and so did you and have what about have... the crew? Sorry, Cohen. The, the, the lag is a pain. This oh, the, the, the crew was in full, um, full hazmat style um, PPE, so they were quite well protected. So, yeah. And did they leave boxes of um, meals for you, or was this? I'm sure you'll get to this, but uh, yeah. There in flight like service? Yeah, there was plenty of food available. Um, I mean, the, the, the amount of food they gave us on these flights, uh, it was placed in a, in, a, in a couple of boxes on the seat before I arrived on the plane. But uh, the amount of food, which is, was quite surprising, is actually more than the amount of food we get on normal flights. It was quite... <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of food was it? I mean, what did they... It was actually like um, a fruit, an apple, um, a muffin, a snack, a couple of snack bars, and you know, Indian snacks in a, in a juice box. Yeah. 
So no entrees as such, right? Like a sandwich or something like that? Um, not, I don't remember of a sandwich, a sandwich. Okay. I saw a sandwich on the other flight, which is the Delhi to Chennai flight, but the longer flight didn't have a sandwich, so. Okay, so how long was this flight? The, the flight was um, close to about nine hours. Yeah. Wow. It's just a little under nine hours, yeah. Were you able to get up and walk around or anything? Uh, we we were discouraged to walk. Uh, I mean, the crew told us, you know, don't get up if you don't need to. But I didn't get up the whole flight. So when I sat down in Heathrow, I will, I stood up in, in Delhi, London, you know, you know De- Delhi's airport. So, yeah, so pretty much, you know, 10, 10 and a half hours without getting up. So Wow. Go ahead, go ahead. And did they provide uh, liquids in that uh, box or was yeah. there a crew service for coffee, tea, oh, yeah. water, whatever? So there was no service at all because I saw the crew um, take the seats, at, you know, at departure and then they didn't get up to landing. So, cool. yeah, there was absolutely no service. Uh, but each passenger got a two liter water bottle at, at each seat. Okay. So. So that was quite oh. good, you know. Everyone was like, you know, they, they kind of catered everyone's needs. That's good. So, two yeah. liters is a lot though, right? I mean, two how can you not go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> he has a huge bladder. <laughs> yeah. So maybe there was probably a run in the bathrooms in Delhi when they, everybody got off on that flight. <laughs> yeah. Did you have to get off at Delhi if you were continuing on? Or was there a change oh. in equipment? So uh, the flight had like uh, 50% of the passengers were uh, bound for Chennai, 50 were, 50% were bound for Hyderabad. So that's okay. another city in India. Uh-huh. So, so the, the, uh, the, the, the flight which I flew in on the Dreamliner, uh, it was supposed to go to Hyderabad direct. I mean, uh, after Delhi, it was due to go to Hyderabad. So I had to change, uh, you know, planes in Delhi. So we had to go through security. But interestingly, we didn't go through immigration passport control because that's the case whenever if you arrive in India. So wherever you arrive, your first point of entry should be your passport control. So you go yeah. through passport control and then you board a domestic flight. But this was kind of like a special protocol. So we we were just asked to pass through um, security and then they, they didn't check our temperatures. Weird, but, uh, they just checked our, you know, onward boarding passes and then they let us through to the terminal. So, and how long was the layover? The layover was uh, scheduled to be two hours, but uh, with all the delays in boarding, with all the social distancing, it, it was three, three and a half hours in, in the end. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Were you able and to what get... aircraft? Sorry, go in. Go ahead. Were you able to get any sleep on the flight? Oh, um, I got about four four hours of sleep so yeah and, <laughs> and it's important to mention that i didn't have the food which was given to me on on board so i had a couple of um snack bars from boots before i left so smart man <laughs> was, yeah was it boots or w headsmith so only these two shops are open at heathrow after security because of the you know the there's hardly any shops or restaurants open. So, yeah, I got like uh, a bottle of Coke and a Coke is Coca-Cola in Asia. So, yeah. yeah. And um, 
<laughs> and yeah, a couple of uh, snack bars, would, you know, it lasted me for the flight. So yeah. Well done. Could you take off any leftover food into India or did they um, discourage that? Oh, there was no instruction on that, but I saw okay. many people just leave it because it's, anyways, they are all contaminated and they can't have it when they're on the ground. So because they're having on gloves and, you know, so it's, it's my well, they can leave it on the seats and then, yeah. And it's okay. nine hours old anyway, so it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, Krisha, you had a question about, okay, so you came to security, you're ready for the next flight. Krisha has a question yeah. about that flight. What kind of plane was it, right? Was that a question? Yeah. So uh, it was um, a downsized A320neo. But the good, okay. part is that, the good part is that it's a brand new aircraft and it was like quite clean. It was like one, one and a half years old. So it was in a good state with, yeah. you know, seats are in perfect condition, uh, <laughs> but no IFE. So. Uh. What, did the IFE work on the Air India flight from London? <laughs> oh no, they they had deactivated uh, the IFE screens to minimize the contact with the screens, and uh, they also deactivated the windows, so it was pitched out throughout the flight. So, yeah. Oh, bastard! Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that was. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like they they kind of like dim the mood lighting to the lower setting, so it's like almost pitched out, you know. You can still pe see people around, but you know they want to maximize the sleep. It, it was like an overnight flight, so it's quite understandable. Wow. Okay. It's like yeah. sit down and shut up. <laughs> yeah, because it left London at like half seven in the evening, and then it arrived in Delhi at about eight, eight or nine a.m. in the morning. So oh. it's technically a red eye flight. So yeah. 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 Wow. And um, did you get any service on the Delhi Chennai? segment oh no uh it was again like a small box of um you know a sandwich or muffin uh fruit and a juice box which was okay. uh, kept in my seat um yeah that's it and they kind of informed us that no you know additional servings will be provided in the, in the flight so uh, okay. it's the it's the food whatever you get on your seat that's it yeah how long was that second flight the second flight was about Three hours, so yeah. Wow, so that's like know, to Newark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know if that flight is open to um, local passengers? Like could a Delhi passenger get on there and get off in Chennai? Or was this only for oh, London through passengers? So, the, so this is only for the London, uh, to, London to Chennai passengers. Okay. And there was, the, the, they kind of like, you know, had the, international terminal cordoned off because there's no international scheduled flights, right? So okay. they kind of like, you know, didn't let domestic passengers to mix with us. So it was just our plane leaving from the international terminal. So, uh, and, and, and yeah, it's dedicated for these people who are arriving from London on this uh, repatriation flight mm -hmm. to connect oh, to China. Yeah. It's, so a question about when you got off the first set, uh, the 787, um, mm -hmm. Was everyone basically, you know, going okay, or people just like I'm getting off the plane? Did everybody rush off the plane? How did that go? Um, it was quite surprising to see people were like uh, they were sitting till the the captain told that everyone can. I mean, those who are leaving for Chennai could stand up. Uh, till that point, people were like, you know, 
they were they were just waiting for instruction. That was quite nice. Uh, but after that, when when they said that we can leave, that's when the thing started. You know, people get like you know grumpy because they're sitting for a long time, right? So you know, they just want to get out of this, you know, metal tube, which they say. Yeah, and you did not have to collect your bags in Delhi. Yeah, it was it was connected through to Chennai, so wow. we didn't have to like check it on our own. So yeah. Oh, that's good. And you, so, did get, you did get your bags, right? Yeah, I got my bags here. <laughs> so you clear immigration and all that in Chennai? Yes. Um, upon arrival in Chennai, uh, they kind of like check my uh, temperatures. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was normal, and uh, they asked us to go to the passport control, and then passport control was like a breeze. It took me like under ten minutes. Yeah. It's, it's never have I done uh, passport control in under 10 minutes in, Ch- in Chennai, especially it would take like forever. Like, you know, uh, one country which needs uh, automated entry is India and, and they still haven't, you know, worked upon them. So yeah, let's hope for the best. But after that, I went through customs um, inspection and then what was next? Uh, baggage collection. Yeah, baggage collection was was a bit of a disappointment because there was half of the people were trying to social distance themselves, but half of the people were like scrambling to take their bags, and that was like a bit chaotic. So, wow. and then uh, yeah, a couple and of did you... uh, yeah, yeah go, go ahead, ahead. Yeah. go on, go on, go ahead. Yeah, so they handed out a couple of forms for your quarantine procedures which I will come in detail after this okay so you did have to quarantine then after that self self quarantine or isolate oh so this this was um, um, a system where people arriving on these flights have to you know quarantine in hotels for seven days seven to 14 days depending upon which city you're arriving in so my city in Chennai had like seven days of mandatory quarantine in a hotel what was that like? That you had to pay for? Yeah, we, we had to pay for, but the rates were quite quite cheap. It's like 50% of the normal going rate, so uh, which okay. I don't mind because you get a whole double room for yourself and um, it's like a staycation. But with the, with, <laughs> Did you get the to room? choose the hotel? No, um, in other cities, there was an option to choose, uh, but in, in Chennai, we were like forced upon, you know, like, Whatever hotel is available, they will just fill that hotel first, and then when that gets over, they go to the next one. So I it was like, yeah, wow, okay. did, did you, I was not given any choice. So yeah. Can you say which hotel it was or no? Oh, it was it was the Park Chennai. It was like a five star hotel in Chennai. Wow, that's yeah. pretty nice. <laughs> and again, nice, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's like. 25 pounds a night, which is roughly 35 US. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not bad. That's at all. pretty good. Yeah. Did yeah. you have to pay them up front, or how did the payment thing work? Oh, uh, the payment thing was um, was not communicated properly because many people were like stranded without like you no know, local debit or credit cards because they were not accepting uh, foreign currencies. So it was just Indian Indian cash or you know you. Either it's a, it's a local international debit card or a credit card. So yeah. So what happened then with those people who couldn't figure all that out? Oh, so they were like um, 
they asked the local contact to do a bank transfer to the hotel. So they had to like <laughs> check in last. So which is which is annoying because it adds another hour to the travel time, right? So, yeah. But did you know this before you boarded in Heathrow that you had to go into a hotel? Oh yes, in Chennai? Well, we were all informed. Okay. Yeah, we had to de- we had to sign a declaration form that uh, we are going to bear the costs, and we got to oblige by whatever the local. Um, you know, regulation is, which is seven days okay. of recurrence in my case. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And you had yeah. to stay in the room or could you go downstairs for breakfast or whatever? Or no, lunch the, or, the you bre- know? So, so you, you're not allowed to move out of your room. So quarantine is like, they hardly, I mean, there's like a supervisor, like, you know, watching that no one goes out of their rooms. For every floor, there was like a 12-hour shift for a couple of people. Yeah, okay. and, and 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 that's good in a way because like you know you 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 feel that you are in a secure place and you're not infecting anyone, you're not you're not a carrier of the disease. So even even though you're just waiting for the test results, the test was taken in the first test was taken in the airport, so it was like a normal swab test, um, and then the second test was taken on the fifth day in the hotel. So. So if again another two, swab, not yeah, a blood test. Swab. It's not a blood test, okay. so it's like a okay. swab test. So it's like two uh, two negatives. You get to go home after the seventh day. So yeah, and okay. you got to you got to go home. Yeah, I got to go home. So so that's that's another seven days of home quarantine. So the the kind of the local council will stick a poster in front of your house saying that this person has come from abroad, um, from overseas, wow. and and they they have been instructed to quarantine to the end date of my quarantine. So, yeah, pretty much everyone and came to know that I, I came from overseas. <laughs> <laughs> and how do they transport you to the hotel from the airport? Could you oh, take the, your own no, transportation? No, uh, we were not allowed to, you know, meet anyone or, you know, take our own transportations. The government kind of, uh, you know, chartered uh, local buses uh, to, okay. you know, transport. It's like ten passengers per bus, which is good enough to social distance and yeah. take all your yeah. check-in bags. Yeah. Wow, so, that is such yeah. a difference compared to some of the flights that I know came back to the U.S. It's completely, completely yep. different. Yeah, <laughs> completely different. A completely like it's like similarities. PPE maybe, but that's it. <laughs> no, not for me. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> you didn't do you didn't do a repack flight, did you? You didn't a regular flight, right? Us, yeah, regular flight. Yeah, but then you didn't oh. have you didn't have any like, and you were traveling, so but you didn't have any kind of quarantine situation like Ram did. No, no. But New York was uh, under quarantine. Mm-hmm. It was uh, around the end of March. So, but no, no one took my temperature or asked me any questions or allowed any form. So, yeah, it's very, very different from what a normal flight is. Wow. So, so, so um, I, we, we, we're, we're wrapping up a little bit because Trisha has to go in a few minutes. But um, so what's life like now? I mean, well, I should say, so you had the scarlet letter on your, on your doorstep. And... And so would people, I mean, like, what was that like? 
Um, I mean, like uh, the um, we we had like I know the the milkman was a bit, you know, he was like nervous to come and drop off milk, so he had, he would do it in the gate instead of the door. So yeah, I mean, like there there's bound to be you know the uh, the you know the nervousness in people around us because I'm coming from a COVID hotspot to another. So technically, you know, like. I uh, I'm not a carrier, but people think I'm maybe a carrier. But that's good, you know. People tend to like respect the social distancing, and I didn't go out of my house for the seven days. I didn't come out of my room, so that that was like that kind of social distancing and quarantining I was doing in my place because I have like you know vulnerable people at home. So you know I was conscious enough to not infect anyone, even though if I believe that I don't have the virus. So yes. Good. Are you able to work on your visa at all in the spirit oh, or not? Uh, yes, but I've decided not to work on until the end of this year. So um, I'm just waiting for the for December to kick in so that, you know, I start the paperwork again. Okay. So what are you okay. doing? That's a long ways away. Sorry, go, in. go ahead. No, uh, go ahead, Kusha. Sorry, no, you we, go ahead. We, we have a slight delay. So uh, Kusha takes a little while to hear me and I take a little while to hear him. So that's why it sounds like we're talking over each other. So, so sorry about sorry. that. Uh, but go ahead, Kusha, you had a question. Um, now I've forgotten. <laughs> okay. No. Um, I, oh, it had to do with visas because we were talking about you, you, uh, Ram was going to start doing his visa thing back in yeah. Um, so what are you doing now then? So um, I was working like, you know, remotely for like a bit and then uh, for my for my another startup. So I have like a secondary job with a startup in Switzerland. So uh, my friend Colin, uh, he, he owns a startup in Switzerland, which deals with aviation, merchandise and media production. So I kind of like helped him with the, um, with the you know, the branding and sharing post and like, you know doing campaigns for the products he sell so cool. i was working on that and then you know pretty much you know enjoying home time to family so yeah i'm sure the time difference is not helpful between zurich and india oh yeah it's like three and a half hours now but um i usually work on u.s timings because i i like to you know be on the probably pacific time so yeah Okay. I'm, Ram wow. is always yeah. awake. Every time I put something yeah. up, I go, "How is he responding? Is he asleep?" <laughs> <laughs> but I guess when you, when you yeah. I mean, when nothing much is going on, it, time and days doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, wow. I, I hardly remember what day of the week it is. So, <laughs> Kusha, do you have any more questions for him? Um, no, not really. <laughs> this is no. this is this is fascinating, absolutely fascinating, and um, I, I have another friend who did a repat flight from Belgium to Jamaica. I'm going to see if we can have him on, and then this would be a good comparison of the difference between the. He's not an aviation geek, so he will, he wouldn't care about what plane he has on. I'm going to have to pry that out of him. But uh, well, that is another perspective because you know I kind of like look into the small details, the aircraft type, the amount of miles I earn, and you know whatever like you know how the crew is interacting, and and as a as a regular passenger, you know who's not into aviation, will will give you another perspective on things. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Actually, I do have a question, um, Ram. You had said you commuted between Chennai and London. Mm -hmm. um, is there a particular airline you choose? I'm assuming you would 
I'm guessing Emirates, since it's the de facto national airline of India. <laughs> uh, um, yes, but uh, I'm I'm kind of like you know, I I grew up in Singapore, so I okay. my fam my family lives in Singapore, so like you know, half of my family is here, half is in Singapore, so I kind of like you know had a triangle to complete whenever I come back to Asia, so. So yeah, okay. I usually you know go from Chennai to Singapore and spend some time there with my with my dad uh -huh. and my you know family uh -huh. there, and then I leave from there on Singapore Airlines. So yeah, uh, okay, yeah. But the real reason why you do that is for the points, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, can. I don't want to disappoint my dad saying that you know miles are important than him. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. The second reason why you do that is important. <laughs> yeah, you put it that How way. How often yeah. do you do this commute? Like once or twice a year? Uh, pro probably like, you know, six to eight, eight, you know, eight months. Yeah. Wow. Oh, every, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. This, 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 has been, this has been amazingly good. Um, mm -hmm. I really hope what we can link up again as we, as we go around the world. Um, it was yeah. fun hanging out and saying, in, where we San Francisco as well as in yeah. in the UK. Mm -hmm. I, I've never been to Chennai, so maybe I have to come to Chennai next. Yeah. But I have a little, you know, I have a little hope that I will be back in the UK before December. Like let's see, you know, I'm working on that aspect as well. But that's not gonna be sure till, you know, before I leave. So yeah. yeah. Let's hope for the best. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Well, nice, no, yeah. good. Uh, anything else, Kishore? No. Mm -mm. All right, good deal. Oh. Ram, thank yeah. you ever so much yeah. for coming on. Thanks for having me. Sure, sure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Ram, can you stay on? Do you mind? Sorry, Kevin. Uh, and then it's um, okay. yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to wrap up, Ram, but don't go away because we just want to yeah. have a quick wrap up after. Um, so I'll just wrap up the show. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening uh, to the repatriation flight of uh, Ram repatriation flight from London to Chennai. Um, it was actually very exciting. As you can tell, we're aviation geeks. We could actually carry on forever and talk about this because there's so many little pieces that we still have questions about. But if you guys have any questions, please leave a comment and then we will try to answer them. And maybe we'll have to have Ram on again and explain some of the things that we didn't get through in this one. But thank you very much, Ram. Thank you very much, Kushro. Thank uh, you, Ram. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, so this is Kerwin, Ram, and Kushro for another episode of What's Happening in Travel. And we actually recorded this on Saturday, July 18th, and we're going to punch it out right after this.